Hello and welcome to Grace Lutheran Church Sermon Podcasts. On this podcast, you will hear the latest sermons taken from our weekly worship service. Our hope is that you will find joy and comfort in knowing the forgiveness of God through Jesus Christ. Be born in us today, bringing power is the focus. We're going to read Exodus chapter 15, verses 1 through 6 one more time, emphasizing what this power is. Says Moses, Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host he cast into the sea, and his chosen officers were sunk in the Red Sea. The floods covered them. They went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power, your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. I'm a Chicago Cubs fan. I know not everyone can be, but I don't fault you for that. As a Chicago Cubs fan, whenever we win a ball game, we sing, Go Cubs, go. Go Cubs, go. Hey Chicago, what do you say? Cubs are gonna win today. They got the power, they got the speed to be the best in the National League. Well, every 108 years. (laughs) When they win, the victory is ours. And when they lose, we were robbed of that victory. Probably everyone can relate to singing the glories of their favorite sports team. To every fan, they are the best, the greatest, the most powerful. And they show it through song when they sing about it. Like Chicago Bears Super Bowl Shuffle, if you remember that. Sports teams' victories are only one kind of victory song, self-focused, team-focused, which considers all the work that the team puts into winning as well as personal achievement. But there are other praises to sing as well. In your own personal life, you might even sing of your own greatness and sing with Carrie Underwood, you know the song, I am the champion, you're going to know my name. Take all the credit for it some point in your life, you probably have even the urge to sing, We are the champions, my friends. Helps when Queen sings along, doesn't it? Makes you feel a little bit better. More power. Feels good to be on top. To feel triumphant victories. To feel strong. Success. Arching over the life of every Christian is the great sacred story of the mighty acts of God. The sacred story is highlighted by displays of his power and strength, which mark God's victories over God's enemies. And in Scripture, with songs of the Bible, in Scripture with God's victories, the victory songs of the Bible are not rich with personal bravado or chest-pounding strength. They're not even celebrations of nations like a national anthem. Rather, these victory songs all celebrate God who God is, and what God does. The very first of these songs that appears in the Bible is what we read this morning in Exodus 15. 
It's followed not shortly after that by Miriam's song of victory. And it kind of parallels Mary's Magnificat in Luke. But the song in Exodus 15 is known as the song by the sea. That's exactly where the song was first sung. On dry ground on the other side of the Red Sea. The Israelites had been chased by the Egyptians right up against the sea. Seeing no way out, they had considered surrendering and going back into Egypt, back into slavery. But in a display of divine power, God parted the waters and provided a way out for Israel's people. God's chosen people walked across the bottom of the sea with towering waters on each side. Then God closed the waters on Pharaoh's army and the Egyptians perished like a stone in the water, it says. Israel had no right to self-praise or any national pride here. Their freedom had depended completely on God's character, completely on God's actions, God's mighty power to save. So there, Moses and the people, maybe two million strong, after all the years in Egypt, sang their song by the sea. Perhaps written by Moses himself, Maybe Moses was the only one singing it. It is a victory song, a song celebrating the Lord. The focus of the Lord is the Lord's amazing power over the forces of nature, the enemies of God's people, and history itself. Let me give you a few examples of the beauty of this song by the sea. You can follow along in your bulletin if you want in the passage of Exodus 15. Notice that the first thing in the song that is sung to the Lord is to call him Yahweh. The Lord is great. Remember Yahweh, who appeared before Moses as the great I am, and actually translated means he who causes to exist all that exists. Ten times the word Yahweh or Lord is used in the song. This is a celebration of who the Lord is and what the Lord does. Who is the Lord? The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my song. Who is the Lord? He has become my salvation in verse 2. Who is the Lord? Your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Who is the Lord? In verse 11, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds. You have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have already redeemed. You have guided them by your strength. Strength, power, majesty, holiness, glory, and steadfast love characterize who the Lord is and tells us about this tremendous God. This song by the sea is a celebration of the character and the attributes of the Lord at work in pivotal moments in the history of the world, in pivotal moments of our history. What's more, the song sees the victory of the exodus from Egypt as all God's doing. Nothing that the Israelites could glory about. What has the Lord done? I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Horse and rider and chariot have been thrown into the sea. Verse 10. He just blew with his nostrils a wind. The sea covered them. They sank like into the mighty waters. You stretched out your hand, the earth swallowed them. The last verse of the psalm, 13 to 18, or this song, looks ahead to the Lord's next victories. 
You notice it's in future tense. Philistia, Moab, Edom, Canaan. Written in the present and future tense as if the future is already coming true. Such confidence they had. This is the Lord not only who redeemed us, but will redeem us and continue saving us. They too, it says, will meet ultimate defeat and sink like a stone. If you're counting, the exodus from Egypt gives us actually three Passovers that God accomplishes. The Passover of Israel, the angel of death, I mean, in saving Israel's firstborn when they were in Egypt. The Passover of Israel on dry ground through the Red Sea. And the Passover of Israel's enemies as the Lord defeats them in battle. Just as the Egyptians sank like a stone, so the Canaanites will become still like a stone. All of this culminates in the final verse, which is like a chorus, and everyone on their feet, it sings, the Lord will reign forever and ever. Kind of the end of the hallelujah chorus by Handel as well. In the verses that follow, Miriam, the sister of Moses, sings the chorus of the song by the sea and is accompanied by women and dancers and tambourines. Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider has been thrown into the sea. In God's great, grand, sacred story, the Lord's deliverance and triumph echoes over and over and over again. It hovers throughout the history of the world. And today, it hovers over your personal story. Repeated time after time, from generation to generation, God acts in strength. God's people respond with song. Echoing this song is another song of the sea at the end of the Bible in Revelation 15. There, St. John writes and says, a sea of glass, and calls the song that he hears the song of Moses, the servant of God, the song of the Lamb. It's sung by those who have seen God defeat the beast, those who know that Satan has been vanquished through his son more powerful than John the Baptist. They sing, great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord, God the Almighty. You know, if ever there was a season when you sing victory songs to the Lord, this is it. Advent and Christmas season. If you go back and look at the words, they're not about us. They're about God's mighty acts. You hear the ancient songs in the Bible from Isaiah, the song of Zechariah, the song of the angels over Bethlehem, the song of Simeon in the temple in Luke chapter 2. Unforgettable is the song of Mary, the mother of our Lord in Luke. The song is called the Magnificat, taking its name from Mary's first word, word my soul magnifies the Lord. In her song too, the mighty power of the Lord is celebrated. She sings, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and, his holy, and holy is his name. For Mary, being chosen by God to give birth miraculously to the promised Messiah, was a result of God's mighty power, not Mary's. Mary was but a servant. You 
are but a servant. Following our Lord, he fills you with his power. In the great sacred story, God sends his only son to suffer and to die and to rise to life again for you. God defeats your ultimate enemies, sin, death, the power of Satan, things that seem like storybook dangers, but are very evident in our spiritual world, which we don't see around us. He takes you through the water of the Red Sea, the waters of your baptism to save you, to rescue you, to make you his own. Here the Lord rescues you, the Lord frees you, and here in church and at home, you sing your hearts out. It's not enough to talk about God's power and victory. You have to sing. Do you hear the greatness of God's acts in the Christian hymns or the carols that you sing? These are your victory songs. They're brought before the throne of him who broke into your history with his power. Look deeply, discerningly at the world around you and you will see the mighty acts of God in your life, protecting you, providing for what you need. The close calls that have no other explanation than that the power of his mighty hand in the course of your history. His acts do not merely happen in some place, somewhere, in some nation, to some people. Not just a big sacred story, but a personal sacred story, yours. You're not merely one page in a book of random stories. The mighty acts of God's salvation story place you on the dedication page of that book, his marvelous works. To my son or daughter, Betty. To my son or daughter, Tom. To my son or daughter, Nancy. Francis, Sam, Oli, Bill, Doris. To you are dedicated his mighty acts, and for you are dedicated his mighty acts. As you read your book of God's marvelous acts, you see that when you are weak, the Lord powerfully lifts you up. You see episodes you didn't know happened and the faithfulness of God's deliverance even in those circumstances. You see that as sicknesses, loneliness, and conflicts have besieged you, he has been your bastion of strength and comfort. And in the last chapter, as you face death, as we all will, you come to see that as his child, woven within and throughout your life, your life story began with the resurrection of his son, your Lord, my Lord, Jesus Christ, and continues with your triumphant resurrection to eternal life. You can confidently sing now as your hymn of praise will wonderfully resound forever. The Lord is my strength and my song. Now as a congregation, no wonder we sing. No wonder the church sings. We could go and sing, go, God, go, go, God, go. Hey, creation, what do you say? God is here to save your day, but we won't. Our songs are, and hymns are nonetheless our witness to the power of God still working wonders among us. We want the world to hear of that victory that God offers to all through his story and salvation of his son. 
So we sing, O holy child of Bethlehem, be born in us today. Amen. To know more about Jesus and our ministry at Grace Lutheran Church, please find us at www.gracealoneonline.org. You'll find additional sermon podcasts and your favorite podcast channel every week at www.gracealoneonline.org forward slash sermons.